welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. The playoffs are here and we're here to preview every game that's coming up this weekend in the wildcard round. And our first game is going to be the one between the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Giants. So we have two guests with us today, a Vikings fan and a Giants fan. First of all, a returning guest, a Giants fan you saw on our season preview episode for the Giants. We have back with us Tom Morton. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. Mate, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's nice. I'll say before we record, it's nice to actually have my own team involved in the playoffs. I've only seen it once before in my 10 years supporting Miami. So it's nice. I imagine the same for you, actually. Nice to see your team actually involved in the in the playoff picture. I mean, I'm amazed, to be honest with you. I mean, at the start of the season when we were talking about it, the idea of the playoffs seemed like a, a fantasy, to be honest. And we almost threw it away, as, as did you. I think we both did our best. We both did our best not to get in. But it's nice to sit here and say I've got a playoff game to watch at the weekend. As a, same with you, we've only had one to do, so it's great. Both the same season, right? Both the um, twenty sixteen season, if I'm right. Yeah, that's the last time we were in it. Um, weren't in it for long, but we we're in it. Yeah, 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 and I think the same. I think we got absolutely destroyed by the Steelers um, in our playoff game. I don't know what happened to yours, but I know in ours, uh, we got absolutely destroyed. Um, and then in the purple corner, our Vikings fan, a first-time guest on the podcast. It's my pleasure to announce we've got on us today, Chris Pajak from Redmen TV. How are you, Chris? Hello, mate. I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. It's good to have, I don't know whether you remember years ago I sent you a little email. Um, asking for advice on my articles. I don't know whether you remember that or not, uh, me sending you an email. I get loads, to be honest with you, mate. <laughs> honestly, we get loads of people. Did I actually reply? He did, yeah, thankfully. Yeah, he did reply, which is which, which is nice. Get in. <laughs> I do try and reply to loads. I do get loads and loads of emails about oh, it. Were we doing Cover 2 TV then? I or think it was Because we had like, an NFL channel for a couple of years. Yeah, I remember your channel. I think I sent you actually a football-based article. I think it was one based on Liverpool. I got a feeling Joel Matty featured heavily in the article. I can't quite remember what the article's about now, but um, I do remember your cover two TV, TV days. And that's sort of where we go on to our next question, is the fact that I know from listening to that and also listening to your uh, Mage X um, Payjack podcast you did with Paul, um, so I know the reason why, but if you can tell the audience what made you a Vikings fan. Yeah, so it was, I, I, I think I'm a bit older than, than you two, judging by I remember the Giants' two Super Bowls over the last sort of 15, 20 years. So um, basically, I, I started off, my dad was into American footy in the 80s and stuff when he first hit the television and, and stuff in the UK. And he was a Washington Commanders fan, although it was the 80s, so it wasn't the Washington Commanders back then. Um and I, I sort of like when I was about 10 years old, I started to get into it as well and was into like the Dallas Cowboys and stuff. And then I realized that they were basically the Manchester United back then uh, of the NFL. Now, of course, it would be the Patriots would be the Manchester United. Um, so I was like, I need to find a team. Obviously, the Bills had just been stuffed a few times by the Cowboys and that. And then we drafted Randy Moss and, you know, I was playing a lot of Madden at the time and, and stuff like that. So. Um, I started following the Vikings. Randy Moss was brilliant on the on on Madden, and we get the highlight packages and and stuff like that. So, uh, for me, troubles. I've been a Vikings fan since about ninety eight, ninety nine, whatever year it was. We we actually drafted him, so I've sat through the Culpepper years and and everything else, and I've probably had more heartache than any other fan. I definitely feel like I've picked gone from the Manchester United 
of the NFL in the Dallas Cowboys when I was a kid to the Everton of the NFL, um, <laughs> which is just they're going to be somewhere around it and they're going to break your heart. And generally speaking, with a kick in the last minute that misses or doinks or something like that, that hasn't quite been the case this season. But like up until now, yeah, it's always been heartbreak. And would Randy Moss be your favourite player ever as a, as a fan or Zen of the player that sort of stole your heart maybe as your favourite ever Vikings player? Uh, favourite ever Vikings player would probably be Randy Moss, although I think it's fair to say if um, AP hadn't been an absolute tit, you know, in his personal life, he would have definitely have been my favourite player, but he knocked himself off the list. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so... The Vikings do take on the New York Giants on Sunday for UK fans. Um, Vikings, of course, got in as the third seed, winning the NFC North, and the New York Giants go in as the sixth seed, as the second place team in the sorry the third place team in the NFC East. Um, looking at the stats, I mean the Vikings go into it as the favourites. They're the they won the division. Um, what would your what's your take been, Chris, on how the season's gone as a Vikings fan? Of course, going into the year, most people had the Packers winning the division in their predictions. I mean, a few people were sort of thinking the Vikings could do it. Of course, the new head coach in Kevin O'Connell. Um, it's been a great season. Justin Jefferson has uh, been uh, is is receiving leader, had the most yards this season. So yeah, what's your take been on on this season as a whole? It's been really surprising, to be honest with you. I didn't expect it at all. Obviously, with O'Connell coming in, you, you're a little bit unsure. But because Zimmer had been there for so long, and we've obviously we we played a certain way, I think over the last couple of years, it's been quite frustrating at times to sort of watch him play defensive football, even though we had all the offensive weapons to go out and win games that way. Um, so I think at times, you know, it's been frustrating. Obviously, Zimmer, I, I don't think... At the end, I don't know whether it was the the stuff that was going on with his eye a couple of years ago or whatever, but he he just seemed to not be the coach that he was prior to that. Um, obviously, I think his D got a little bit old and stuff. So transitioning to a Donatel defense and maybe to a three four base and all that type of stuff has made it. I think I I I thought it would be worse than it was this season, but thankfully the offense was able to step up. We were actually able to win those close games. You know, we're eleven and zero in one score games this season, which is uh, an NFL record, I believe. So it's been a real eye opener. I don't think our D has been particularly good. I think that I think Donatel's probably if we do if we get knocked out by the Vikings this weekend, for example, I think Donatel might be moving on after one season as the DC. Um, but you know, considering the injuries we've had with Bradbury and. Uh, O'Neill across the offensive line to be able to still get into the playoffs and stuff has been pretty good, I think, from from a Vikings fan. And the drop-off from the Packers has just been absolutely sensational. So, yeah, thank you. I imagine you enjoyed, you enjoyed quite a lot the um, Detroit Lions win over them on Sunday Night Football. Very much so. I just love the Packers losing. It's fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? Of course, we had your colleague on, Steve, a few weeks ago, previewing um, or reviewing, I can't think what it was now, but of course... Have you seen him since that loss? I'm guessing you have. Yeah, I was chatting to him first thing Monday morning. I walk in with a spring in my step and Steve <laughs> sort of trudges in a, a little bit later. He takes it really personal. Uh, and as he should, you know, he's he's watching one of the greatest declines of a great quarterback right now. Um, and that's what I'm going to keep telling him. Uh, he's known nothing but Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and great quarterbacks. And I think anyone who supports an NFL side that doesn't have a great quarterback knows the grind. Uh, it, it's the inconsistencies with not having a great quarterback. So hopefully uh, Jordan Love isn't the future. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers isn't the future of the Green Bay Packers. And hopefully they return to the mire like everybody else. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's um they've been quite a fortunate fan base in the sense they've gone from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. I don't think many of the teams can say apart from the 49ers they've done that. So it's um Jordan Love could be the guy, you never know. The Packers seem to know how to find a good quarterback, but he may also not be. They have only had a few years, I think he was in seventies or eighties where they had a lot of bad quarterbacks. So um going back to your defense, of course, it doesn't look good to the stats. 31st in the league when it comes to total points per game allowed. Your pass defense is also 31st. Your run defense is 20th. And your the points you've allowed, only two teams have allowed more points on defense than the Vikings. But on the offense, flipping to that, it's been a much different story uh, in terms of the yards per game on offense. You're 7th in the league, 5th when it comes to your passing offense, 8th when it comes to rushing offense, and only six teams have allowed more points than the have scored more points than the Vikings this year. Of course, one of the main reasons for that, as well as Justin Jefferson, has been Cousins, who has been a maligned figure throughout his career, especially since joining the Vikings. The main dynamic is he can't win a big game. So, first of all, Chris, what's your take been on Cousins this season? But then also, do you trust him in a playoff game? He's had a good season, and no, I do not trust him. Um, I've watched him for a few years now, and like it's mad because when I'm a football fan, right, I'm one of the most positive football fans, of, uh, you know, around. But I think it's the distance that you have to your team when you support like an NFL team, and maybe you guys will know this, but it pisses me off more. And maybe it's because it's like I'm watching it late at night, you know, and you stay up late and you feel like almost that they owe you something when they don't owe you anything. That's not how you support a side, but it doesn't half piss you off and it ruins your week if you stay up till four o'clock in the morning and you watch a late night game and you fucked in work the next day and everything else. And it all comes back to that interception that Kirk Cousins threw on a third and eight because they, like, he threw a Route or something, it just winds me up something chronic. So I just I, I struggle with Kirk Cousins, I really do. And Steve Orr's actually got a great line, and he says he's just good enough to get you beat. And that's what Kirk Cousins is. He's good enough to give you that hope. He's good enough to make you believe you can do something, and then he's going to tear it and stamp on your heart at some point. Uh, and that's why I don't really like him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can speak similar things. I mean, I've been anyone who's a regular listener to our podcast knows that I've been a constant, especially until this season, I was always a Tua Tangavailoa sort of, um, not a hater, I'd say, but I was always sort of, sort of questionable about his, his um, status as a quarterback. And this season has changed that. But I remember I was at the Chargers-Dolphins game at SoFi, had to leave at halftime because of my flight home, which coincidentally got delayed by five hours. But I remember being absolutely raging on my flight home for the first two hours and waiting for my plane because... I was just thinking, like, because he was so bad in that first half as well, and that defense really gave him and tore him a new one. And I, I remember being absolutely fuming when I was watching. Um, I was waiting for my flight. I was just like, I couldn't quite enjoy what I was watching on the film, on on the plane. Because I was thinking, oh god, I was getting else. I found out the result before my flight, and it was just inside of me. I was properly, and I know what you mean. I mean, I think he's probably the best quarterback I've seen. But then that's compared to was it Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, can't think of a quarterback was Matt Moore for a little bit. And I think we've never really had a good quarterback. So, you know, when I was watching the game on Sunday, I was thinking, I don't know how these fans of good teams do this because it's so stressful, you know. And I imagine if you had a good quarterback like Mahomes, like Josh Allen, like Joe Burrow, it makes things a lot easier if you've got a good quarterback behind you. 
Um, you just have that trust in them, wouldn't you? That's yeah. every single time. You just know that they're not going to do something. It's like, I, you know, I, I hate to harp on about the Packers and stuff, but, you know, whenever we come up against them, and he does this to every team in the league, but he's going to draw 12 men on the field because he's just a wily old veteran who knows how to do it. And it's the most infuriating flag that you're going to get when you're playing them. And good quarterbacks do things in, in, in primetime situations and... Kirk Cousins has got absolute weapons at his disposal. You know, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, um, Osborne, as well as, you know, Dalvin Cook. And yet still manages sometimes to just not be good enough. Now, he's been better this season. He really has. And he needs to go out there and prove that he can do it in a playoff game and he can do it in another playoff game after that. Because even if we were to get past the Vikings, the likelihood is we're coming up against what I believe is probably the best team in the NFC and the 49ers. So for both of these teams, the Vikings and the Giants, it probably ends after one win anyway. Um, and that's the that's the difference. If you've got a good quarterback and you've got all those weapons, like a great quarterback and all the weapons that we've got, you probably think they've got a chance against the 49ers, whereas I think the quarterback thing, yeah, it probably means that you're one and done anyway. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, one another, another one that's been much maligned until this season, at least, is Daniel Jones. And this goes back to you, Tom. Uh, first of all, what's your take been on how the season's gone overall as a Giants fan? And then your take on Daniel Jones's uh, season this year? I think the beginning of the season was dreamland, really. I think to be seven and one after eight games of the season, I know the way in which we were winning wasn't sustainable and it's proved not to be sustainable. But it was great going to teams like Tennessee, beating Baltimore late on, um, even scraping wins against the Bears and the Panthers. I enjoyed watching tackling Jags tackle on the one yard line to win the game it's great um Daniel Jones much improved this year I remember slagging him off at the start of the season when I was on your podcast thinking he's got to go now I give him a new deal just simply because he's what makes the offense tick and when he runs the football our offense is so much better he's got no receiving options he's got a healthy Saquon Barkley and I think that's the key him and Barkley complementing each other in the run game Offensive lines improved, still not perfect, but Andrew Thomas is a hell of a lot better than he was. And I think the defence has improved as well. I mean, most we very rarely get blown out now, which is great. And when we do, it seems like it's to the Philadelphia Eagles. So it doesn't really feel as bad. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones had his best season by mile. I mean, looking at stats, his previous best season in terms of touchdowns was 15 and his Obviously, he had five interceptions in that season as well. That was so actually ignore me. Sorry, that is actually this season. I thought that was his rookie season. So yeah, his best season since 2019. So in 2019, he had 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and then it was 11 touchdowns, 10 picks in 2020, 10 touchdowns and seven picks in 2021, and then 15 touchdowns and five interceptions. This season, looking at the offensive stats, um, they're 18th in total yards per game. The passing offense is 26th. They've had the 16th most points scored this season offense, but the main so the main reason for your success, you'd say, is Saquon Barkley, as they are the fourth best team in rushing offense this season. Um, Saquon Barkley, of course, a bit like McCaffrey, has been a figure of injuries in the last few years, many injuries, but this season he's come back with a vengeance and he's been, you know, back to the old Saquon Barkley. Um, we all know, and for you, Tom, how crucial was he if you were to have any chance of progressing past the first round? He's massive. He's he is the reason we could win or lose this game. I mean, 
people forget with all the injuries, he's had 3,000 yard rushing seasons in five years. As a, that's not a bad return. And he was injured in the second game of the season. It was against the Bears a couple of years ago. So he only had about 30 rushing yards. But he he is he opens up the passing game. He opens up Daniel Jones's ability to run. If Barkley gets a couple of good good first downs under his belt to start with, then I see that setting the tone. Then we can open the passing game up, get Hodges on the ball. Um, Bellinger's good as a deep threat as well. And hopefully Kenny Golladay, after actually scoring a touchdown for the first time in two years for a $75 million return, hopefully he may actually pay back some of that in the playoffs. <laughs> that is, I think that is any one of the worst deals I think I've seen in the last few years. I mean, he was a player that I think we were talking about. A lot of teams who were sort of saying we want Golladay in the offseason. He was one of the, he was seen as one of the top wide receivers that free agency. And he's just been... A disaster, really. Can't really put anything more than that, really. He's just been simply absolutely woeful, and I think it's um, it's fitting that he waits until the final week where they're not playing any starters. The game's completely meaningless when he decides to uh, decide to turn up. I mean, it's just typical that he decide like the first two years bar this game, he's had no hands. He's the only receiver in the league that has no hands whatsoever, <laughs> and they've <laughs> and that cat that. I don't know if you saw it, that touchdown was unbelievable how he kept it in. And he'll drop it when he's got no players within 10 yards of him. So I don't understand what's happened. But if he can actually get ticking and get back to the form he was with, with the, in with the Lions, then he's a very good, he's a decent red zone threat. And for a team that's got no receivers, that'd be very welcome at the moment. Yeah, I agree. I think... Looking at the um, defence of the Giants, I mean, theirs is not much better than the Vikings. They're 25th when it comes to yards per game allowed, 15th for pass defence, 27th when it comes to running defence, and 18th in terms of points allowed. So, you know, with Barkley, with Daniel Jones, with Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, Kirk Cousins, I think we could be set for a really big uh, big shootout offensively, and I think we're going to see a high-scoring game. Which brings me to the final point of the podcast, which is your time to predict the winner's of this game so we'll head back to Chris um what's your score prediction and winner for this game um I think it's gonna be something like a 30 27 score maybe a 27 24 type of affair either way I think it's a field goal um because we've won those tight um games recently um I think think that we might just about do it. Um I think KJ Osborne's gonna be the probably big star for us, um, or the surprising star again. You know, last couple of weeks and stuff, obviously go a couple of weeks ago play the Packers and Jair Alexander does really well and pretty much nullifying um Justin Jefferson. I think the Giants game plan will be to try and copy some of that and then it's up to either Thielen or or KJ Osborne to hit big. Obviously, Osborne just got another hundred yard game. I think that was his second of the season over the last, or certainly the last few weeks, anyway. Um, so I think he's going to have a big effect on things. Um, I do think it's going to be very close. Obviously, last time we played the Giants only a few weeks ago, um, there was a lot of miscues from the Giants. I think they should, probably should have been in a much better position to win that game. Uh, you know, there's an interception that Daniel Jones throws that probably shouldn't have thrown. There's a there's a couple of miscues and a flag and stuff that pulls pulls a couple of plays back. Um, but it's realistically, it's what Giants' offense I think turns up because. 
Yeah, they scored 445 yards against us basically last time out. Um, and they went massively heavy on pass plays. You know, I think it was something like 17 run plays to 49 passing plays that the Giants made last time. It was something like that anyway. Um, and they used the RPOs a lot. Um, I think if I'm right in saying Barkley caught eight for about 50 yards and also went for about 80 odd yards off only about 14 carries. If they can get Barkley even more into the game and, and open up the passing game a little bit more, I think we'll find it difficult because we are, we tend to press with just four men. Um, so a four-man rush and then the secondary sit off, which is why I think Barkley catches his eight catches Um, because obviously the space is there because we're not putting everybody forward into the box or whatever. So I think if the Giants went a bit more run pass sort of in the middle, like 50-50, something like that, I think we'd struggle. But I imagine they'd be quite happy with the way the game plan worked and therefore just edging it to the Vikings. Okay. And then, um, Tom, over to you for your score prediction and winner. I tend to agree with Chris in the sense that it will come down to three points. It came down to a franchise record field goal in the last game, which ruined my Christmas Eve. <laughs> but um, I think it third downs will be key. The Vikings won on third downs in the last game. And I think penalties, again, will be key. As Chris said, we had seven penalties, losing 63 yards. And in a game that came down to a last-second 60-odd-yard field goal, whatever it was, you can't have those penalties. I think we're coming into this game just happy to be there and nothing to lose. I think we're not expected to win this game. The Vikings are expected to win this game. So in that sense, the pressure's off. Um, I agree in the sense that Barkley needs to be the focal point of the offence and then open the pass game up. I think although Jones has been better with turnovers this year, the more you ask him to throw the ball, the more I would fancy him to throw one or two picks. Um, yeah, it, the Vikings' offense is explosive. I think we've got to be consistent all the way through. And as we can see, the Vikings can come back from thirty points down as they did against the Colts. So we've got to be scoring consistently all the way through. Limit turnovers. I think we can win this game. I think there's nothing. Although the Vikings' record's better, their players are better. We saw in the game. There's nothing really between the sides. Like I. I would tend to go 27-24. I think we can nick it. Okay. Um, right. For me, my prediction, um, I think, i I got to say, looking at the giant schedule, the teams you guys have beaten, I mean, there's only really there's the Ravens and Jags that are actually in the playoffs. So you've beaten the Commanders, the Colts, the Texans, the Jags-Ravens, the Packers in London, uh, the Bears, and then also you beat the Titans and Panthers, who both didn't make the playoffs. So I think it was from that plus the fact that Jefferson's there, Thieden, Osborne, Cousins, you all it's all aligning towards the Vikings win. But it goes back to the old saying about Kirk Cousins in prime time. And I think that Kirk Cousins is once again gonna be um prove right that he's gonna once again struggle in prime time. And I can see the Giants winning on a field goal as well. I'm gonna go for a 24-21 win to the Giants in a Somewhat of a shock win, and then I think the Giants will lose whoever they play in the in the next round. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> but that has been the end of our podcast, our Vikings against Giants preview. So thank you, first of all, Tom, for coming on. Thanks very much for having me, mate. I've enjoyed it. No problem at all. Any Wolves games coming up you're going to watch? Um, I'm going tonight, actually. Um, oh, nice. 
um, League Cup quarterfinal against Forest. Um, couldn't get an away ticket, so I'm behind en- enemy lines. So um, I'm more nervous about that than I am about the playoff game, to be honest with you. And then I'll be going to Molyneux on Saturday for West Ham. Nice. Nice. Um, and also, thank you, Chris, for coming on. Um, are you going to the Brighton game on the weekend? No, I'm working in the studio this time around, so it's watch-alongs for me. League Cup fourth round aren't for everybody, it seems. Um, so, yeah, we've we've passed on that this season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you for coming on, and we will catch you guys our next game preview.